Now with me in studio is another Brian, Brian Mooney, uh, careers guidance columnist and contributor uh, with the Irish Times and former career education teacher. Brian, uh, thanks for coming in. A, a lot of continuing uncertainty about whether the Leaving Cert will go ahead. Now we know there was a plan announced to hold it uh, right. beginning on the 29th of July. Mm-hmm. Joe McHugh, the education minister, said that about two weeks ago. Then we saw... The Taoiseach on, on the late, late on Saturday night talking to Ryan, appearing to maybe, well, say, oh, that's the plan. Uh, yeah. You know, that's the plan now. Yeah. So, so what is your reading of the situation? My reading of the situation is obviously that there was a meeting on Friday of all the stakeholders in the post-primary re- review group and the State Exams Commission put forward the logistics of how the exam would have to operate, literally starting with the project work where students would have to come back in um, and obviously then there was the 60,000 students, the 11,000 supervisors. There's also a, a, a somebody sitting outside the door. Obviously, that's another 11,000 kids. And there were issues raised by management in relation to are they insured? What if somebody gets COVID? Um, are they insured in those situations? So there have been a huge amount of problems thrown up. And to be truthful, obviously, yes, the plan is still the official government policy and the department is proceeding on that basis. But as the Taoiseach said on Friday night, they are beginning to look at alternatives. If, in fact, it turns out that the NEPA turns around at the end of the day and says maybe it's it's not advisable. It's not in the five-stage plan. Obviously, uh, Dr Houlihan said when asked about it that it's a matter for government decision. He didn't actually say what their recommendation was. He simply said it's a matter for government. So I, I, I would empathise with students and parents out there that are now beginning to wonder, you know, um, is it going ahead? And I think we need to get to a point where students and parents are given clarity on this. Yeah, there's another meeting tomorrow, Brian. Is there? That's, there's a uh, meeting tomorrow, exactly. Yeah, there's a meeting tomorrow. Um, that group is re-meeting tomorrow and they're going to look at responses to what was put out there on last Friday. And they are looking at all of the elements to this because if we do, if for instance at the end of the day, NEPIT were to advise against it, or if management were to find that the logistics of this, in terms of you know so many people moving around, were still a danger, and that raises, of course, for me the question. And the minister said this to me last week in a conversation: if we cannot put. 60,000 students into secondary school buildings and run an exam in the month of August. How are we going to put 300,000 in in September when we try to reopen the schools? So, you know, that's a whole different agenda. So effectively, if we get to a point where we're not, and we're not there yet, then effectively we're going to look at how can fairness be applied to this group of 60,000 students so that those who are entitled to get a place in college get those yeah, places. You, you've spoken on this programme before, Brian, about the idea of just confining it to the exam in maths and English on the basis that they are in themselves mm. give a pretty good idea yeah. as to how students perform across the range of subjects. Would that be a feasible thing to do? That would be a feasible thing to do and um, Anya Highland um, also mentioned this possibility and the one issue, one one issue that would be resolved is that that would take away. There is no project work in maths and English, so you wouldn't have this problem of bringing students in to complete the project work, which you will have if we complete if we continue with the entire exam process. Um, it also, as I say, is a good guide. Um, and obviously it would avoid having to get into a predictive grade situation. But again, you would have to open the buildings, you would have to bring all the students in, and you would have to have the supervisors in. 
And again, it'll be down to NEPET at the end of the day as now, whether that's considered you, possible. You've also made the point, I think, Brian, that uh, we have no tradition, we have no culture, we have no experience of having predictive grades in this country. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have no experience of COVID-19 either. Absolutely. You know, so you have to adjust, you have to adapt have to the to circumstances. Adapt. As John Hume would often have said, yeah. you know, you deal with life and the world as you find it, not as you would wish it to be. You know, we have data there. You have the data for each of these individual students. They presumably all did the junior cert. The vast majority of them are in second level schools. They have received grades from their teachers. Now, we all know as a teacher myself for 43 years, you know, some teachers' um, assessment style is to give students maybe higher marks than they might otherwise achieve to encourage them. Other students, other teachers may decide to be really rigorous so as to really challenge students. Now, if you're going to use that data to actually determine who gets into college, then you may have a problem on your hands. Then you also have mock results for, the, for, for January or for, for January and February. Again, you know, how standardised are, are those that are not? And then you have the problem of there are thousands of students registered with the state exams every single year individually. Their names are not sent in by their schools because they have left school. They are in grind schools or they may be homeschooling. So if you're going to use data about them from other than, say, their junior cert, where are you going to get that? Are you going to ask the grind schools to... So there are all the problems, Brian. Right, yeah. Tell me about a few of the solutions that might be there. Well, the solution, as I said, to me at this point in time is we run with the, the full leaving surf if it is at all possible. If it's not, I would have said that going with maths and English, but that does require you to bring students into the school building. And again, that will come down to the public health authorities at the end of the day when they look at the situation in June. But if in the short term... You know, we have to make a decision. And if there is misgivings about the public health consequences of running the Leaving Cert, then I think we we have to ensure that fairness is is in the system. So whatever way we're looking at providing students with whatever predictions, and the teacher did use the phrase predictive grades on Friday night, it has to be seen to be fair because otherwise you're going to get legal challenges. Yeah. um, What do you think will happen? I'm very concerned that students who have worked very hard for two years may not get the opportunity. I hope they do. I think it is, you know, it's a huge, it's a huge um, moment in everybody's life. Everybody in Ireland has done the Leaving Cert. I would hope this generation... Yeah, this that's your hope. But yeah. again, there seems to be a kind of a flow now of uncertainty. Uh, we see, we, we, we saw at the weekend the Fianna Fáil spokesman, yeah. Thomas Byrne, coming out and saying yeah. it should be called off. Yeah. The previous minister, Rory Quinn, over a month ago, I think, well, certainly three weeks ago, I would have said, was in the independent writing that it shouldn't go ahead. Like, you know, this uncertainty, I mean, it's it's like the old thing in negotiations. There's nothing worse than a slow no. Absolutely. I mean, this really shouldn't be allowed to continue. It should not. I think after Wednesday, political action needs to take place. If if there is serious misgiving still after Wednesday, I think they may need to make a call on this and come up with a solution that gives everybody a a fair opportunity to progress onto the courses that they want. And there's a problem with that as well, Sean. We know, for instance, that there are no international students going to be there this year. Mm -hmm. We know, for instance, that there will be capacity in the system. But of course, there's a huge financial hit for the colleges. But if the colleges turn around and give those places 
to Leaving Cert students, that is going to pull a huge number of students who might otherwise have ended up in Institutes of Technology into the university sector, whether they're ready for that or not. And it may also decimate the further education sector, which effectively um, finds it very difficult sometimes Mm -hmm. for students are offered course in ITs to persuade students that being in an FE is in fact their best option. And as chair of a number of FE boards, I have seen huge... examples of where that has benefited it's, it's students. Far, it's clear, Brian, uh, from listening to you, uh, not just today, but on previous days, it, this is far from ideal, but it looks like that they are going to, um, they're going to have to bite the bullet on it. They're going or to have to th- bite it the looks bullet. Like, I mean, I, I get a sense listening to you that you, you see that the tide is flowing in a certain direction it is towards abandonment. Well, I think that the tide is flowing. Certainly, I was surprised with the Taoiseach's um, reference to predictive grades on Friday night. I was surprised that Dr. Houlihan didn't give a personal opinion in his news conference on Friday. And, you know, it seems that we are beginning to hear possible messages about alternatives, whereas up to now it's been absolutely here. But Regina Doherty was out on Friday, on Sunday evening, and she did say that it's still government policy to proceed with the exams. And as far as I'm concerned, that is still the position. But I think that this week, you know, once we see the meeting tomorrow, uh, you know, we could have And remind me, who's going to be at that? The students, the parents, the teachers, the NEPs, the school leaders, the NCCA, the department, school management bodies, the SEC, everybody. It's the review group. A lot of text on this, needless to say. Uh, What about students who are excellent at everything except maths? Fair point. Numerical ability and verbal reasoning on their own are not sufficient indicators of third level success. Abstract reasoning would also be required. Another one, Sean, predicted grades equals high court, says Michael on the 67 bus. Another one, this ongoing discussion stroke battle is the thing that's causing stress to students. This non-stop debate has to stop. It has to, Sean, and I think we need to get to a decision. A decision has to be taken. We're either going with this and full steam ahead, or we put out an alternative. Students deserve this right now. And they want you think a decision this week? I would hope that the decision is taken okay. this week. Brian Mooney, thank you so much indeed for coming in. And just another text. Love the sorry. This is Dr. Yvonne Daly tweeting. Love the eighty-two-year-old woman from Cork on today SR who's been sneaking out for a walk around the lock at six a.m. for the last few weeks and said some of the grannies are delighted with the break from minding their children. Brilliant, says Dr. Daly.